today is an amazing episode because we're going to talk about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, who was buried in the tomb for three days following his bloody, shameful death on the cross. So let me jump right into this podcast and, uh, you know, by the end of this, I hope you make your own decision on whether you want to follow Christ or not. So Jesus, after being dead uh, for for three days in the tomb, uh, he rose to life. He um, he folded up his grave clothes because he was buried in this uh, like linen shroud. And some people believe today that they actually have the shroud um, that he was buried in, and that an imprint of Jesus is actually burned into this shroud because. Um, some people believe that when Jesus actually got out of the 75 pounds worth of grave coverings, that he probably actually turned into, uh, it, he emitted an amazing amount of light when he did because, um, it, I mean, our bodies actually do emit a certain amount of light particles and Jesus very highly possible that he um, did manifest out of these grave clothes and it, it's funny one one gospel actually describes it as Jesus folded his grave clothes and laid it at um, at the place where he was where he lay for three days and then he walked out of the tomb you know um, we we have an understanding that there was a very large stone in front of the tomb and that there was a Roman centurion guard outside of the tomb guarding the tomb because the Pharisees uh, did not want uh, anybody to try and steal Jesus' body so they could, could come back and say that, oh, he's risen. Um, so there, there, there were several theories of how... Uh, Jesus managed to uh, no longer be in the tomb, but um, we know that uh, most likely an angel caused the Roman soldier to fall asleep, and the angel moved the stone out of the way, and Jesus walked right out. (laughs) And uh, it's cool, because the first witnesses of the the empty tomb were uh, women. They were actually... uh, uh, Mary Magdalene, Mary, Jesus' mom, it describes it in the gospel as being Mary, the mother of James, but James is Jesus' little brother, well, half-brother. And I think it's, uh, so. there's another, there was another one, it was like Sophia or something like that, Sophia. Um, and it's kind of weird that um, the gospels, the gospel writers, eyewitness writers of the Bible, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, who interviewed uh, eyewitnesses, uh, that they would include this because the testimony of women did not matter in this time because women did not have um, the same rights as men at this time. And they were looked down on a lot, but in, in Jesus' eyes, women were to be actually raised up and actually um, revered sometimes higher than men because they were uh, God's like last real um, creation in 
in his image because men and women are creating God's image and God looks at us the same but he does say that men are to be the leader the spiritual leader of things and that you know that women do have a place in in things and so I don't want you to believe that the Bible is like sexist or anything but you have to go back to also the period of time they were in where just for no real reason they thought women were lesser than men and you know in most respects that's definitely not true but men are called in the bible to be the spiritual and spiritual and spiritual leader and head of their household they were men are called to be um, pastors like the spiritual leader of of churches elders are to be men so it's it's really you know and then when you would uh, see Jesus speaking of women he always put a high value on women um but let's go back into this i just want to make sure you guys kind of understood you know that that the testimony of women you know i think cuz they went to the they went to the disciples who were hiding out because they were fearful of their own lives um they ran to the uh, disciples to tell them what they have what they saw and that Jesus tomb was empty and then uh, because I think Peter and John did not believe them they ran to the tomb to see if it was true um, so Peter is running and John is following him and John actually passes Peter and gets to the tomb first and he looks kind of leans in and looks but for some reason does not go in and he sees that the tomb is empty and that there's just the grave clothes but peter being peter because peter was pretty bold and he never really thought before he did things he just he runs right in right into the tomb and is just like oh man um it's empty uh-oh now what and in uh i think it's it's in mark and they say that some of this stuff wasn't actually in the original manuscripts and you know i don't know for sure but uh we have it and so it says that jesus actually appeared to um the women it says specifically mary magdalene um on the road and they and bowed they bowed down to him and tried to touch him and he said do not do that because i have yet to ascend to my father um so now we have this this picture that you know the disciples and the other followers of jesus have now actually seen the empty tomb for themselves so we know for fact that the tomb is empty we we believe nowadays that we do actually know the exact tomb that jesus was laid in and i mean right now they kind of have uh two suspected ones but there is one that they usually go to the most because of the description of where it is you know the tomb wasn't too far from where jesus was uh actually crucified so um the one that we know of today is very close to golgotha and so they tend to believe that this is the one that is actually where jesus laid and then rose from so and in jesus raising from the dead you know he he claims 
victory over sin and death. Uh, and that victory is actually given uh, to us uh, who place our faith in Christ alone for salvation. Uh, it, Jesus, Jesus literally gave everything so that we could have eternal life with God through him. Jesus paid the highest price for you and me. Jesus lived a perfect life, was arrested, beaten, flogged, mocked, crucified, naked on a cross, buried, um, died a criminal's death that he did not deserve, but freely endured because Jesus freely gave his life over was buried in the tomb for three days and rose from the dead. Oh man, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, that Jesus literally rose from the dead. He was dead for three days. And in that three days, the body would actually start to rot. And because their embalming methods weren't the greatest back then so the bodies would actually really start to to rot i mean because even when the women were going to the tomb they were going to cover him in even more uh spices and things to try to preserve uh preserve him a little bit um and to anoint kind of like his body it was just kind of a custom that they would do uh in that that time but jesus Jesus endured so much for us as we we talked about in our Good Friday message podcast uh, that Jesus went through so much pain and endured so much so that we could be forgiven of our sins so that he could take on the wrath of God that we we really deserve and he died in our place he died the death that we should get and that we really do deserve but because of God's love, his grace and his mercy, and even his justice, he gave himself up over to be, to take on the wrath, to take on the punishment, to take on the penalty of death that honestly, as a perfect person, sinless person, he did not, he did not need. He could have lived his whole life perfect, died of a natural death of old age and made it into heaven because he was perfect instead he chose to take on the wrath of god that we all deserve and then was buried and three days later he raises from the dead to say sin and death you have no power over me i have power over you i have defeated you you can no longer touch me and those who i have come into those who have placed faith in me now have my victory over sin and death are now forgiven by my blood that was spilled for them on the day that um, I was murdered by their sin and now now Jesus as Jesus after raising from the dead he lived on earth for 40 days. He appeared to over 500 people at a time. And he hung out with the disciples. He ate. 
he ate after being raised from the dead with uh with Peter James and John I believe definitely with Peter and and John and maybe it was Andrew Peter's brother and um he appeared to the disciples in the upper room because they were just they were hiding out being scared and then he appeared again in the upper room uh to Thomas because Thomas would was doubting that Jesus actually raised from the dead because he hadn't actually seen him and i think the very second Jesus appeared in the room with the door still being locked and all the doors closed everything shut up because the disciples didn't want anybody to know where they were that the very second Jesus was standing in the room Thomas was like my lord and my god obviously you are the messiah and you have risen I do not need to fill the hole. I do not need to fill the this this your side where you were speared. You know, we we give we give Thomas such a bad rap, but he's just like every one of us. You know, we all have our doubts about uh, the resurrection and about Jesus as the Messiah, but Jesus as a historical figure was a real person, and we talked about this in our last podcast that in the history books even in roman history books people that were not christians they actually have records of this rabbi named jesus from nazareth so we know jesus is a real person and by biblical means we know that he is the messiah the savior of the world and that he is alive today sitting at the right hand of god the father jesus even still bears the scars of the day that he was crucified he 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 is right now standing with his arms his nail scarred wrists and hands just wide open to you there's no question about his love for you or for me or that he wants to have us to be with him in eternity. You know, but the choice is yours to make. Now, I understand that people believe that you are chosen and yes, God chooses you but god wishes that none should perish and that all should come to eternal life so the way that i tend to look at it is that everyone has been chosen by god but not everybody will place their faith in him not everyone will receive the free gift of eternal life through christ alone by placing faith in jesus alone so you know it, it and I mean, I'm, I'm one of those, you know, I know throughout the old Testament, God would kind of pick and choose people who he was going to use and people who he was going to use, uh, in different ways. And does God still do that? There's a high possibility. Do I know that for sure? No. But do I believe God has chosen everyone to come to him? We all have that need within us to, um, find a higher calling a higher being something that there's we all know there's something more out there even our own moral code that's been written 
in our in our own mind you know wasn't something that you came up with you know murder rape and stealing and all that stuff is wrong but you weren't oh you weren't taught that murder was wrong it was something that you already knew you knew the day you started doing things wrong but that's because it's already been implanted in you and just the fact that we have a moral code a moral law within us proves that god is real if you step outside your door and you look out into the horizon and you see the mountains or if you're if you're near the ocean or anything anywhere where there's just a great amount of nature you see the beauty you see the design in everything everything on this planet screams a creator and that creator is god the father who sent his who sent jesus his one and only son to die for us and to raise from the dead so that we can have his victory over sin and death now jesus has risen back up to the father is at the right hand of god right now and is in constant pursuit of you and when he ascended into heaven he said i'm going to send another one to you one that is like me and that is the holy spirit when you place your faith in christ alone for salvation the holy spirit then indwells you making you spiritually alive because without the holy spirit without the spirit of god and christ within you you are spiritually dead but you can be alive in christ if you are but willing to receive the free gift of eternal life by placing your faith in jesus alone there's nothing and i mean absolutely nothing you can do to earn or deserve what god is willing to give you and he's willing to give you eternal life freely through christ christ is the propitiation for our sins his blood reconciles us back to god covering our sins and separating our sins from us as far as the east is from the west and in in case you never quite understood what that meant it means that if you were to go around the earth from east to west you would never reach west if you were going east you would never reach east if you were going west because there is no end there is no polar end to that but if you were to go from north to south there are polar ends so it once you got all the way north automatically you'd be going south again and it's not like that with east and west so right now jesus is standing with his arms wide open and he has been pursuing you your entire life he created you in your mother's womb. He has a story for your life. Hey, you're not just some number that we can say, yes, another person received Jesus. You know, you are a person that God wants to have a relationship with. 
And the way to do that is through faith in Christ. And in faith in Christ alone, it's not by our good works. There's nothing you can do. Okay. The good works that come after faith is placed in Christ is because we are so grateful for what Jesus has done. You know, God doesn't want you to be separated from him forever in a place called hell. Hey, that's not what he wants. But the mere fact that you have been told that hell is real and that hell exists because Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about almost anything else was that he showing his love by making sure you knew about it because if you didn't know about it how can he send someone there or punish anyone without them knowing because if there's no knowledge of evil then you have no clue you're doing evil but because God put a moral code within you you know right from wrong and God does not want anybody to perish and be separated from him forever in a place that is just complete torment it it describes it as being a lake of burning fire and sulfur it's dark it's painful the the smoke of their torment in the bible that says the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever it's never ending it's everlasting separation from god where you are punished for your sins because without placing your faith in Christ alone for salvation the forgiveness that is offered through Christ is not is not covering your sin because you rejected that gift you rejected the gift of God in your life and now you might say well if i reject it why how is it loving to send me to hell well cuz it's loving because God's giving you exactly what you wanted, a life void of him. So I'm encouraging you to place your faith in Christ and receive the free gift of eternal life. In Luke 9.23, Jesus says uh, something very tough for us. And it's tough for us because it basically attacks what we all consider to be our own God, which is ourselves, because we tend to worship our own selves. But Jesus says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus is, is essentially saying to come and die. Um, we are to follow him in every way, striving to be more and more like him daily. Is we in and of ourselves cannot do that this is the reason um, we are to die to ourselves so that Christ can live in through and for us Jesus is the ultimate example that we are to follow because he did this he died he let God call the shots the entire time even though Jesus is God he still deferred to uh, God the Father for what he is to do and so he followed exactly just as we are to do we are to draw on the power of the holy spirit who is the one that can lead us to follow christ 
It takes Christ to follow Christ. Everything Jesus did, he did because God the Father told him to. We are to live that same way. We are to submit to Christ. It is then that we will truly start to live because you will go from spiritual death which leads to physical death which also leads to eternal separation from God and enduring the wrath of God the punishment for your sins to life when you place your faith in Christ you are made alive through the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling you that's what makes you alive my encouragement here is, guys, is to grab hold of the eternal life God offers through Christ alone. Place your faith in Him. I'm encouraging you to just hand over your life. I'm not saying that things are going to become easy peasy. You know, it's not going to be all. It's not going to be like you hear some of these TV preachers. It's not going to be, you know, um, everything you've ever wanted because you placed your faith in Christ. Yes, God wants good gifts for you, but that doesn't mean you may get them in this life. You will, however, when you place your faith in Christ and you endure in your faith that you will receive gifts in heaven. You will be freed of the pain and the suffering that you have been suffering on this earth when you arrive in paradise with God. And guys, you can do this right now. You can place your faith in Christ right now. It's very simple. It's just open your heart to Him. It's nothing magical you hear all the time preachers like bow your head close your eyes and follow after me and and hear this prayer that's not what I'm going to do I just want you to go deep within your heart and give it over to Jesus receive the free gift of eternal life place your faith in in Jesus and from there begin to endure in the faith that you now have and that is simply you know getting involved with a church and you know starting to because uh, t- the Holy Spirit is going to start to just cause you to want to turn your life away from the sinful and evil things that you are a part of so if that's what you, if you don't want that to happen then don't don't receive the gift of eternal life but if you want your life to change and you want even if it's not in this life but in eternal life to have everything fixed and not be tormented forever and ever place your faith in Christ receive him openly into your heart he's already died and forgiven your sin you but need to receive that forgiveness and the free gift God offers. Guys, God love you first. You didn't love him first. He initiated. You began 
your um, your process of coming to Christ when God initiated it. Like I said, I believe everyone has been chosen by God, but there are only a few that actually come to that call, come to that that understanding of their cho- their choosing and receiving him and the goal here uh, of uh, my goal and the goal of uh, of undying media is to proclaim the gospel of Christ death burial and resurrection and to help lead as many people to Christ as possible and to do it in ways that are just different from most others again receive the free gift of eternal life place your faith in Christ you know I'm not going to lead you in a magic in this in this uh, the sinner's prayer you know Jesus has forgiven you thank him for that forgiveness and then ask him to start convicting you of the things in your life that need to come to an end and then <coughs> Guys, if you do decide to place your faith in Christ, afterwards I would encourage you to tell somebody you're close to. If you have a Christian friend, let them know. If you want, you can leave it in the comment section here and we will celebrate and rejoice with your decision. And then I would encourage you to read, um, to grab a Bible um uh, I would tell you that the King James version is probably a little hard to read, um, uh, but you know anything like an NIV, an NASB, an ESB, an NLT, uh, maybe a New King Standard. You know, you pick up one of those Bibles, um, and you know if if I if you can't find if you can't get one, you know, message us here at Undying Media, and we'll try and get you one. Um, guys jump into the bible uh i would encourage you to read the gospels first that's like pretty pretty much the story of christ's life or his well mainly his three years of ministry here on this earth um but it'll describe his crucifixion which we talked about on good friday and then it also will describe his resurrection and it'll go into so much detail it's amazing to see what happened and how everything went down i mean one day i hope to get to uh israel and go to jerusalem and see the very places jesus walked the very place he was crucified the very place he was buried and even see the mount of olives where he ascended into heaven to be back with god the father Oh man, I can't wait till that day that I, that I get to be in heaven with Christ, rejoicing and worshiping God with him. Guys, I encourage you to to again place your faith in Christ. You can see the love of God, the love of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit working throughout this entire story of Christ. And I want that kind of a love and power to be in your life. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to help support this ministry, like and share this. But above all, all else, 
love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love the other people around you. Don't be afraid to tell people the decision that you've made today. If you made a decision to place your faith in Christ, don't be afraid to tell people. Embrace it. Proclaim it. And then go out and share this exact same good news, this gospel of Christ, death, burial, and resurrection with as many people as possible. That is the very last commandment Jesus gave before he ascended into heaven. Make disciple of make go forth and make disciples of all the nations that's everywhere guys god loves you 